Hi, I'm Frank Homer. And I'm Laurie O'Neill. We are, we are the, the founders, founders of, of the, business the Business Hive. Our podcast is centered around proven practices within the current business environment. Our discussions seek to bring out the best in real estate agents to improve and grow their businesses through the sharing of knowledge. Business acumen has always been my passion, and I have a strong intellectual curiosity to learn new strategies and tactics in the ever-changing world of business. I'm passionate about growing the production and the businesses of agents to make their lives better. My one thing is to affect people's lives in a positive and powerful way that will benefit them for generations. Join us as we explore the latest trends and topics for growing your business. In this series of the Business Hive, we are discussing the six myth understandings between you and high achievement of the millionaire real estate agent by Gary Keller with Dave Jenks and Jay Papasan, copyright 2004 by the McGraw-Hill Companies Incorporated. Hey, Frank. How are you? <laughs> good. How are good. you, Lori? Good, good. Good morning. Hope you've had a lot of coffee because we've got a hot topic for today. Yes, I have. All right. We're talking about um, another misunderstanding. Um, and why don't you go ahead and introduce it to us? Sure. So we're, we're coming up on our fourth uh, misunderstanding here. And, and the myth is that it's too risky. I'll lose money. Well, the truth is that risk is in direct proportion to how well you hold your incremental costs accountable to producing incremental results. I think we need to tear that one apart bit by bit, don't you? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, just plain and simply, it's about an ROI, return on investment. Absolutely. That's, that's the big takeaway for this one. Um, it's, it's a, and, and with return on investment, right, there's a little bit of um, certainly risk management involved, um, accountability, um, a bit of, 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 it's a bit qualitative and quantitative, um, meaning that uh, there's certain things you can, you can measure and track and maybe other things that are more, more subtle, more subjective, but uh, nevertheless uh, affecting the decisions and the choices we make on how we, on how we spend our, our money. Well, let's, I'm going to just take a step back because when I look at the new agent walking in the door and I, I think there's this, there's a, there's a whole cloud of, of, a variety of things. There's a really uh, high emotion on, this is a new journey for me. This is a new career for me. Um, and there's that excitement level. And then we, you know, start to work through the process of um, some costs associated with investing keyword here, investing in yourself in your business to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I think that those, that, you know, initial list of costs outside of, um, I just took my class, passed the test. Um, I then sat for the state exam, um, had my fingerprints done, all those initial just licensing costs that you're expecting a return on my investment. Now I'm going to be able to go out and make a living. But once that's just only one part of it. Um, it's now the investment in yourself for uh, advertising. You know, you've got to get it out there that you are now an agent. Um, education, you know, always need to be in a learning space. Um, just everyday operational fees, um, you know, as far as technology is concerned. And, and it starts with, you know, your fees to the um, multiple listing services. 
uh, your any fees incurred by showing time, um, any fees incurred by um, any kind of other technology that you embrace um, to run your operation. Um, and then, you know, well, gee, what is the ROI on that? I think it's a combination of fear and the unknown in that you are going to make this back. It's going to take some time and patience, but this is the start of it. So let's talk about that, that whole, you know, unknown and fear when, you know, laying out that investment. Mm -hmm. Well, that obviously comes back to, to knowing our numbers and tracking our numbers. And that really starts with, um, you know, our business plan, our business planning, right? So we're not haphazardly uh, entering into these things. We're not uh, um, accidentally um, deciding to do these things. You know, it really starts with our economic model. And, you know, then as we look into our budget model and we start breaking these things down. Now, you know, there's, there's different parts of our, our business. There's cost of sales, uh, which is the license activities and things that's done to actually um, uh, cause the sales to happen. And then there's the actual um, expenses that's related to the business. And, you know, within those expenses um, and cost of sales, you know, there are differences between um, some of those things are investments. Uh, they could be investments in yourself. They could be investments in other people. It could be investments in technology. But the reason we have, you know, our economic and budget models, and then, you know, layer on top of the, the chart of accounts in a summary P&L, you know, it's number one, so we can see these things and actually be able to track and record them. So, you know, if we assume that we have those things in place first, now we can start to, you know, dive deeper and experiment, you know, with some of these things and we can pursue certain initiatives within, within inside these numbers, um, you know, as we, um, as we operate and pivot our business, you know, we talk about doing new things in the market, something has never been tried before. Well, what's it going to cost? You know, what's, what's that investment actually look like and, and being realistic about it. Um, breaking it down enough that we can actually come up with a, a proper assessment. Um, there's maybe some smaller myth on, myths even uh, uh, within that. You know, the myth of I can't do it um, may enter into that. Well, yes, you can. You can sit down, uh, you know, with, um, with your coach or, or a member of leadership and, and we can put together, you know, that, the, that, that, that budget numbers and come up with that summary PL so that you can start to evaluate these things. And it, it just brings clarity to it. And it gives you the ability to actually track and count and record that return on investment. Mm -hmm. I just want to, uh, so Frank, one of the things, you know, when I look at new agents, uh, one of the things that I recommend is that from day one, anything and everything you spend related to your real estate career, start to write it down. So mm -hmm. start, so start with how much did that course just cost you? Mm -hmm. Right. How much did the application fee cost you for your fingerprints? How much did the application mm -hmm. fee cost for taking the exam? How mm -hmm. much did the application fee now cost for ascertaining your, just your license? Mm -hmm. You know, now we get into your brokerage. So you know that you have E&O insurance. How much did that cost you? Um, what MLSs are you joining? And in joining an MLS, you have to join a board. And how much is that annual fee? Um, your MLSs are either annual, quarterly, um, you know, or uh, biannually. Um, you just start writing all that down. And the big thing I tell people, get a little notebook and start tracking your mileage. Put it in your car, mm -hmm. start, you know, your start mileage and your end mileage and just a little note on what your destination was. 
you know, if you were out showing 20 houses, put that note in there. And for the client too, mm-hmm. you want, you want mm-hmm. to, you want to track all that. And that's, I think in being able to um, analyze and assess your costs, expenses, and then your ROI starts with, you've got to start tracking it because um, you, you need to evaluate and um, there's, there's, there's something, if you stay engaged um, after you write the check, <laughs> so to speak, yes. um, you need to start evaluating your results of writing that check. And then you can greatly minimize your risks. So that's, what, Absolutely. that's one of the things I said, start tracking it. You know, you got to start tracking it. Spreadsheet, uh, if nothing else, a spreadsheet. Well, and, and we have it, right? We have the tools available. We're not reinventing the wheel. We have templates I, uh, I'm looking at right now. Mm-hmm. We have the tools available and it is crucial and it's important for those new agents to do that right in the very beginning. And, um, in, in, you know, and it's going to take you your first year in real estate to actually go through and to realize all those things as they manifest themselves, you know? Exactly. It's just the beginning. Uh, but recording and tracking them, you're absolutely right. And and then the other thing that starts to happen, something else really interesting and where it gets really fun is when you had your first transaction mm-hmm. and now you have income coming into those models. And now you can start to see the business coming alive. And now you can start to see, you know, how those expenses um, are paying off the expenses versus investments too, I think is the other important piece of this and, and knowing the difference certainly, but um that's when it gets fun. And those are the two things. So definitely when the agent first starts, sit down and start building this out. And then two, as soon as you have your first transaction and that money comes in, not all that money is going into your pocket, right? Um, you know, we got to break it down through the cost of sales, royalty, cap, uh, office expenses, um, your personal vehicle mileage, um, marketing, all those types of expenses. And then you got to remember where we're, uh, we got to pay our taxes. So, when that first income comes in and you go through the rest of that process and show how that money breaks down, now you've completed that cycle, right? That's your, your cash flow cycle. And now the business is starting to um, produce a return. Mm-hmm. And wow. now you can track that return. Yep. And now it gets even more fun when you can start experimenting with your business, implementing and trying new things. Well, that's where this red light, green light concept comes from. So now we get to look at, you know, as you, I think as an agent goes through their first year of expenses. What'd you, you say, red light, green light? The red light, green light concept. So, what, so, so what's that mean? So, well, uh, so I think after an agent goes through their first year, so you have a whole, you, you now have a one year history of what actual expenses are. So now you're, okay, so I think in that first year, you establish what your annual expenses are for just being a real estate agent. So yes. kind of your overhead, kind of your yes. overhead. So now when you get into marketing and really promoting yourself, you know, um, you get that first transaction, you got to let the world know, you get, you put a Facebook page out there, you post on social media, you may send out some um, postcards to the neighborhood. Hey, just closed a house here. Want to close yours too. Um, So now you, you start to spend on that. So now you spend on your marketing and then you have to now start to evaluate. Did I get any return on that? How many people called me outside of that postcard? And that's where you start to say, do I continue to do something like that? Or do I say, no, I have to find another avenue. Mm -hmm. And that's where that red light, green light comes in. Where is Mm -hmm. dollars out to promote me Mm -hmm. and my business? 
what dollars are coming in. And it brings to mind one of my favorite Shark Tank people. And I, I just have to, you know, Mr. Wonderful. Um, and when if you've ever watched that show, he's always, I love it. He, his dollars are like soldiers and they need to bring back prisoners, which are other dollars, okay? Um, and I just love when he keeps saying that, you know, that his dollars need to multiply. Right, right. Um, and so you do need to control your expenses, but you also need to find out what your return is. Right. Well, and you're touching on lead generation. So the one metric comes to my mind is the cost per lead. Exactly. So for all your different forms of lead generation, are you looking at the cost and the return on that? And, and, and you're right, you, you, you get through that first year and now you've got enough data points to go back and look at that. Mm -hmm. So go back and look, what did you spend on direct mail? What did you spend on social media? Did you purchase leads? Yeah. And, and how many leads you know, did you get? How many converted? How many closed? Um, and don't forget sphere in there. Don't forget referrals in there. And what it takes to uh, nurture those referrals. Because that's, um, referrals is a different kind of investment. It's a, um, it's an investment in personal currency. Yes, it is. And it's a, it's a, it's a bit harder to maybe to quantify, but it's definitely, you could definitely qualify it. Um, and, and the referral is that that personal currency that you've established, you've made enough deposits in that relationship, uh, sufficient that you could make a, a withdrawal and uh, don't leave that out because I, I think people may often overlook that. Um, but in terms of your leads and sources, definitely look at referrals and look at what you did to cause those referrals. It's probably, you know, it's a combination of all the other things and activities, sure. Um, but just don't forget to include it because what you'll find often is that's your biggest source of, those are always your biggest sources of leads. We mm -hmm. know that. Yeah. Well, we're not just talking about money. It's your time and energy too, investment. Absolutely. What's the ROI on that? So it's not just limited to, to time and money. I know we talked about, you know, the expenses, but absolutely. Right. And, and you have to learn to say no. Right. There are some dinners and lunches and, and phone calls you have to learn to say no to because they're not producing an ROI for you. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, 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 we believe that any, any, any money you spend on education is always an investment in yourself. It's not, it's not an expense. Training and education is an investment and millionaire real estate agents know the difference. So anytime, you know, even in distressed markets, shifted markets, you know, we continue to spend and invest in our education and learning. Um, and, and Frank, I just want to add something there. If you're going to invest in a in education, show up for it because you only get, you're only going to get out of it what you put in, into it. So just make sure you just didn't pay the money and you put it on, you know, listen mode, show up for it and really get the investment, you know, really get the investment. Mm -hmm. But to your point, you can't do everything either. No, so you, you want to be strategic about that. So if you are going to invest in education, if you're going to spend money on an education and training, and it is an investment, which are the right things to be attending and doing? Which are the right classes? Which exactly. classes are going to have the biggest impact on what you're doing right now? And you can't do it all. No. And you shouldn't do it all. It's, it's just like lead generation. You know, you don't do 10 things. You pick the top three, you know, that produce the most return um, and focus on those. So, you know, each year, you know, as we grow in our businesses, what, what's, what are we working on 
what do I need to work on this year? And that's what I'm going to spend my time and invest in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do it when we set our goals at the beginning of the year. We do it uh, when we set out our personal um, and business professional um, development growth plans, right? right you know, what, right. what events am I going to attend this year? Um, what do I need to budget for? You know, travel expense, tickets, you know, things of that nature. Time, obviously time. And, um, you know, sometimes it feels like there's so much out there. And uh, personally, the only way I, f- personally, I turn stuff off. Um, I have to be selective, you know, about my time. And I do, you know, I will turn off certain channels and information, but I, that doesn't mean I won't tune back into them when it's appropriate, but I have, to, but I have to hold my, um, my time as accountable as my money, I guess. Well, it, it's, you know, Mr. Wonderful holds his dollars accountable. We need to hold our minutes accountable. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've got to, you know, our time is precious. So, um, mm-hmm. So let's just, let's just do a little warp speed here. You've got somebody, you know, uh, you've got an agent, you know, running, 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 and they're getting to a point of success where um, you have 40 hours a week, supposedly. <laughs> we all know real estate's more than 40 hours a week, but you have your 40 hour work week. And if you limit yourself to that 40 hour work week, how do you then increase your earnings within the context of that 40 hour work week? And the concept of leverage comes in. Go with it. Go with it, Frank. Come on, jump on that oh, one. That's that's absolutely right. I mean, we're talking about investing um, money, but that that may include investments in in people, staff, labor, and technology. Okay. Um, so we we talked about you know what happens for that new agent and building their their numbers up and their uh, budget and, and finances that first year, getting perspective. Then maybe the second year, implementing new things and trying new things. Uh, but at some point, the next evolution of that will be the hiring of a first assistant, you know, an administrative assistant and um, hiring them uh, smart, being smart about that hire and holding that investment accountable. Um, and, and, done- I, and I just want to pause there because I think holding it accountable, I, I think this is an important concept. So if I can still work 40 hours a week and if I pay somebody $60,000 and I increase my earnings for a 40 hour work week by 60,000. Who wouldn't want to make that investment in a leverage? Right. I, I think you got to do the math. I think it becomes more obvious when you do the math on paper, when you mm-hmm. see the time that that person, that additional help, that leverage, that investment, uh, how it's able to free up your time yeah. um, for you to spend on more uh, income, higher income producing activities, right? So it also goes point. back to that, you know, income, focusing on income producing activities, spending your money on income producing activities versus uh, uh, income servicing activities. Um, so there's a, there's a difference there as well. Well, I think it's important to pay attention to performance of that investment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't just, um, it's going to take a little bit of time for you to pay attention to that, but the, um, the benefits and, and so let, you know, we, we talked about, you know, possibly hiring an admin as a, as a possible investment, but where, you know, where does technology step in? Technology is an absolute investment. Um, and maybe it's time learning it, or, um, maybe it's, you know, a monthly subscription to something that saves you so much time. And gives you back minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, any recommendations there, Frank? 
Yeah, absolutely. Schedule a tech audit with your local team leader. And they're going to run me through what? If I did a tech audit, because I think that's fabulous, because I would right. love the opportunity to go through a tech audit. And actually, that might be a podcast for us, Frank. Sure, we'll do it. We go through what? our day-to-day -day activities and where can I insert technology mm -hmm. to free me up minutes to do other income-producing things? Well, you're already surrounded by technology. So, um, you know, when you think about it, uh, the, if you, the real estate agent's at the center of that, there's all these different pieces around us, whether it's our broker systems, our MLS systems, or some third-party widget or gadget that we uh, subscribe to. Um, there's all these different things that we're spending money on. The, the task, the tech audit itself will, will take the time to break those down over the life cycle of a transaction, over the real estate transaction period. So from the time of, of, of lead generation to uh, identifying um, um, a lead and actually, actually capturing it and converting it to a contact, and then the whole follow-up process, staying in, in relationship you know, with that contact throughout the life and throughout the cycle to their next transaction and mm -hmm. then the actual transaction itself, right? The, um, the systems we use, our electronic document management systems, um, this, any other, the, the MLS process, obviously for the listing and all that, and then tie it all back together with home ownership, you know? So the cycle repeats itself. Now there's technology there to support the, the homeowner as well. And, you know, in the complete cycle for the real estate agent, it's, you know, doing business with that person again in the future. So in the tech world, you take all these different parts and break it down. What you start to really do is question yourself when you look at it on a cost basis per month, per year, what's, what's, it, what's, it, what's the return on that? What's that saving for me? And you can actually then start to compare apples to apples with maybe other methods or other processes or technology that could actually save money in doing that. You know, our company invested a billion dollars in technology with the goal of reducing technology expenses for its agents. Oh. So when you go through that tech audit, you know, you can start to show people how with internal, with in-house technology that we've created that they can actually replace different parts, you know, of their, of their tech model mm -hmm. with um, more cost-effective solutions, um, which um, not only gives you a better rate of return on the, on the, the, the money you spent on that technology, but it can also free up time and give you more time back in your business as well. And this is, um, this is a really, uh, it's a great discussion and it's a great exercise. If you've never taken, if you never take the time to break down your business on how you actually, you know, take a, you know, a listing to, to, to close or something or a buy side or even a lease. Um, it's an interesting process when you sit there and break down all the things that are involved in it. It, it is. And I, um, when we talk about this red light, green light and, um, adding cost incrementally, mm -hmm. let's, let's talk about that a little bit. We're trying well, to reduce costs, but then there's this need to add costs incrementally. I know we referenced to, you know, having a, a, an admin, um, but, um, let's talk about how you do that actually. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, if you hire an assistant, you know, you're, you're now responsible for that person uh, in that position and you need to generate business, enough business to cover the cost of that person, you know, in his or her pos uh, new position. Mm -hmm. um, but I get the sense we've had to earn our way to the point where oh, I, I, I'm going to need an assistant because I'm going to keep going forward. Oh, yes. It's at that oh, point yeah. in time when you, you've earned your way to the assistant. You're just not a new agent coming in and have not had any transactions going, I'm hiring an assistant. 
So I think that that needs to be a differentiating point as far as you're adding the cost incrementally, meaning you've earned Mm -hmm. to that point. Okay. uh, And and now you're adding it. And then you keep earning to the second point where now you need something else uh, to run your business. So. Absolutely. So for, for new agents coming in, you know, the market center provides a lot of training and support. You know, when you think about ignite, you know, um, our basic skills uh, training, you know, what's really the goal of a night is to get you to about 15, 16 transactions a year, one a month, mm-hmm. more than one a month. And so that's, so the real so the real estate school, the uh, E&O insurance, the office expenses, all your time and gas that you put into that, um, that's, that's what you've invested. So now you need to hold that money accountable. You need to start, you need to have transactions. And you need to have transactions in your in your first 90 days. And you need to keep having transactions every 90 days until you get to that point where you've taken advantage of everything that was made available to you through what you already invested. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it, a monthly, uh, you know, your, your monthly technology fee gives you access to the entire um, internal company's ecosystem. You have access to, you know, university, uh, and, and high-level uh, webinars, masterminds, all kinds of information that all just all came as part of you joining the company. And it's out there, complimentary in a sense, but that was the investment that you made in, in joining the company. And now, now you're able to take that and implement and, and use it. So, so, when do, so when's the time right to spend, to start spending money again? Well, for an example would be, you know, going to Bold. So we just graduated a, a bold local this year, 2021. We're back in the small classroom sessions and it was awesome. But we tell our agents that's an investment. So now once you've once you're closing 15, 16 transactions a year, you're going to make an additional investment in your education and you're going to start closing 25 to 30 transactions a year. But you but it's incremental and it's incremental. So you built on there was that first learning, the first initial investment, and maybe that's your first 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have other, obvious, obviously, um, cost of sales and, and expenses related to the actual transactions. So don't forget about that, obviously. Um, but those are the incremental investments. And then when it's time, when the time's right to make the next investment, um, as you grow in, in, you in, in your portfolio, you may expand into different markets. And when the time's right, and uh, might be something new you never did before um, or something new to the market. We talked about that earlier in uh, myth number two. Um, so it's okay. You've identified the risk and you're investing money in it. Now just keep track of it. Don't just write the check and walk away. Put it make, into your numbers. Make sure and, it worked for you. And, and make sure that it worked for you. Yeah, make sure that it worked for you. Yeah. Frank, so you know what? Dollars- There's so much around this. There's just really so much around this one, I think. Oh yeah, um, I, I think this. I, I think this. This is probably going to warrant, um, you know, a whole financial discussion, and I think we might need more mm-hmm. agents in here with best practices, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know because it's it's a big topic. Yeah. Well, you know, they say any dollar you spend increases your net profits is ultimately a dollar well invested. Um, for some people, that that dollar represents a cost. For others, it represents an investment. And and millionaire real estate agents understand the difference between the two. Uh, they play red light, green light, like you mentioned, 
and, and hold their costs incrementally responsible. Um, and I think it also, um, in thinking about this myth, um, the biggest way to overcome this myth is about evaluation, engagement, and patience. Well said. So, so what do we mean by that, right? So evaluation, that's the risk management. We've identified things. We've been realistic about it. Engagement, we're actively engaged in tracking our numbers, holding things accountable, people, technology, and being patient also. You know, sometimes things just don't happen overnight or as fast as we want them to. Different investments may have different payback periods. There are things that may produce a 90-day return. There's things, there's other things that may, re may require a longer, you know, rate of return, but that's part of the evaluation. Well, I think one of the core values is that hard work does pay off. Absolutely. We, we're going to say it here in every, every time you have to, you earn it. You earn it's it. Earned. I've been saying that you earn it, to the next level and then you spend mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. you get your ROI, you earn to the next level, then you spend. Um, and right. hard, hard work does pay off. Right. Yeah. I think people can get out in front of themselves and get out, you know, as I say, over their skis, um, spending things and doing things that they're not prepared for. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it comes back to the clarity around tracking the numbers and holding, um, uh, holding those things accountable because you'll know when it's right. Because at that point, that, now you'll know when it's right to invest in that next, to make that next move or pivot mm -hmm. in your business. Mm. Well, I think we're going to wrap up on that one, Frank. And I think we're going to have to explore this again. Uh, Absolutely. Definitely much more of a deeper dive on this one. So anyway, okay. have a great day. Have a great rest of the week. Go sell something. Go earn something. Go invest in something. <laughs> Do it all. Thank yeah. you, Lori. Thanks. Have a good one, Frank. Talk to you soon. See ya. Well, that's a wrap for today. And until next time. Keep it buzzing. <laughs>